Okay. Hello, everyone. After a, what, three-week-long break, we are back with an emergency pod, kind of. Episode uh, 15, season two of Sour Grapes with Amy and Etta. As always, she is... I'm Etta. Etta. And I'm Amy. Look at that. Mixing things up today on this first episode of 2021. Um, how's it hanging, Etta? Low and slightly to the left. <laughs> I, you know, I can't get my brain in gear yet for business as usual, but we're, we're slowly getting there. Right. I took down Christmas today. Tomorrow, it's, it's a day early, but I'm putting Mardi Gras up tomorrow. Um, oh, man. I know. It's actually my favorite holiday to decorate for. Um, oh, so yeah, putting Mardi Gras up tomorrow and my humans went back to school today, which is always nice. And, and I'm assuming you're not back yet. I go back next week, I think. Okay. I really should probably check into that. <laughs> well, I feel like it's like colleges, you yeah. know, go back so late compared to everyone else yeah. um we're recording this on monday instead of sunday because i knew preemptively that i'd be dealing with like end of vacation blues because todd went back to work today so yeah. had to exercise that mental health care self-care last night so yeah it's been weird to like have it be a monday and then be preparing for a podcast you got to send your kids to school I did about which I'm very jealous. But you get to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow is my day to send Graham. Yeah. But I'll still have Sam until Wednesday. Yeah. That's true. Um, It's going to be really hard to wake them up, like, on time. I'm dreading that. And also having to get up myself. I'm trying to think if I but had I'll a hard time getting the boys up this morning or not. I had a hard time getting myself up. Mm-hmm. I never sleep well. Um... When I'm at my parents' house, because it's just mm-hmm. very, very small bed, and it's quiet, and they keep their house very cold at night. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I mean, it's nice, but also, like, I don't have my fluffy covers that I'm used to for that, and, um, yeah, so, like, 13 nights at their house, I've been, like, that's such a good long oh, visit. Oh, it was so nice. It was so nice. Like, one of the best visits I've probably ever had home as an adult. Um, so, it was it was fantastic, and we were very blessed to be able to do it. But I was so glad to be back in my own bed. Oh, yeah. So. No matter what. Like, yeah. I always get sad when I'm leaving a place, but then I am so happy when I am. Yeah. Home. I usually travel with my own pillow because that's I know that's yeah. a little extra but I have like this no, same I have this crazy orthopedic pillow that I've slept on for like the last 15 years since I um like somehow dislocated my back falling down a flight of wooden stairs in high school um it was don't recommend um but I forgot to bring it this time and it was not not ideal. Also, don't recommend that. No, no. But. Well, 
Okay, now we resume regular life. We do. And it's just very hard, the first, like, that first Monday of the new year. But but we shall persevere. It's 2021, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So. If we can get vaccines distributed correctly. But anyway, that's a podcast for another night. (laughs) What are you drinking? I actually decided to break into the... Uh, Baylor basketball recommended Pinot Noir for the tonight. So I am having Belglos Pinot Noir, uh, the Dairyman variety. So, um, and so far it is delicious. Mm, mm. So that sounds delicious. I'm drinking kombucha. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's dry. That is not wine. (laughs) I know. It's it's got some alcohol in it, right? Or for no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, no. I think, it's uh, I think if it has more than two percent, they have to ID you to buy it. Yeah, look, no, that was not Scoby does not count Kirkland as wine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's uh, it's dry January. Oh and, my goodness! You know, gotta gotta restart the body because I definitely made a point of like having wine almost every day for like 10 days straight and i am done with it at this point um so i'm drinking some ginger lemonade kombucha from costco vintage uh uh i don't know what's the expiration date on this uh would you ever would you ever make your own kombucha or does the like thought of that chunky scoby thing floating at the bottom gross you out. out no that doesn't gross me out that fascinates me but i just i wouldn't do it because it seems like too much work that's true even though i guess it's not i mean i think you just, you just like thing. let it sit there and kind of rot yeah you know i'd do that it's just another thing to have to do it's another thing so. to keep alive because i think you have to feed yeah. it sort of like sourdough <laughs> yes. Uh, well, and I'd also really love to do like sourdough, but did you ever get those like no. the friendship bread in the bag in the '90s? I feel like that was a mm-hmm. '90s thing. Pass around friendship no, bread. I, guess I didn't have very good friends. No. Maybe it was. I knew a lot of homeschoolers. No, <laughs> that was their science project. It, it might have been. That was preparing it, them for a husband. It might have been a homeschool kid thing. Um, yeah. Anyway. This has been an eventful weekend in the life of we... Baylor and Big 12 fandom. Right. And we're we're going to do our little overview for the night. We're going to touch very, very briefly on bowl season, yes. where I think maybe we will both say our biggest surprise or something. Yeah. But that is not why we are here tonight. We are here tonight to discuss all of the coaching changes and... Of course, the coaching change closest to our hearts right now are the Baylor-related ones, but Saturday was kind of a shocking day in the Texas Longhorn landscape, and we're here to talk about that. That's that's the real meat of the episode tonight, So, but we'll get there. So what was your big surprise from bowl season? Because now we only have one college football game left. So I, th- I think I have August. two 
biggest surprises and then one thing that I sort of loved. Um, so my, one of the things that I was surprised about was that there were not more cancellations for COVID reasons. Um, and, and maybe we're at a point where a large number of these teams have had outbreaks and so everybody has antibodies, but I'm a little surprised there weren't more cancellations. Um, and then I also was surprised that there weren't a ton of close games. Yeah. And I, th- I think I counted earlier and there were six that were within one score of um, the two teams were within one score of each other. There were a lot of blowouts this year. There were. And I mean, I think there's a there's quite a bit of range between one score separates the two teams and a blowout. And there was like nothing in the middle ground. It was either close right. or a total blowout, nothing in between. So. Yeah. Which I guess isn't as fun for just the casual yeah. viewer. Well, and I think. But if you're a fan of the team doing the blowout, it's a lot of fun. When we see the blowouts, it always makes me go, okay, so why didn't we let Coastal Carolina or, um, right. you know, a, a quote unquote lower tier school play give it a whirl because if we're going to see a blowout anyway let's at least see some new faces so that's true um yeah because the alabama and notre dame game was i mean it was pretty much what i 14 to 31 it was pretty much what i expected i actually thought it would be a little bit bigger of a blowout than it was but then that Ohio State and Clemson Tigers 49 to 28 mm-hmm. beatdown was a real sight to behold. It sure was. So, couldn't happen to a to a smarter less whiny guy. Yes. So, what so about what like. were there any things that surprised you about bowl season? Um I think well, I mean, I think that seeing the Big 12 go undefeated was fun that was fun after all of the talk of the demise of the conference turns out it was greatly exaggerated um granted we didn't play any sunbelt teams in bowl games so that's well that's true we played you know florida and oregon and yeah yeah, miami yeah it just means um, more it 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 means more if yeah, I can't remember which coach it was who said, "Oh, it was it was Mullen, right?" He was like, "We technically shouldn't have even played this game." Yeah. Uh, he was like, "Our scout team guys did well, blah blah blah. We could yeah. have not played this game because of COVID." And just stop being a little bitch, my guy. Yeah. Like, what a poor loser. It was so but whiny, and so it's entitled. I just I, and also your Heisman winner what or finalist was one of those guys yeah. who was playing so is he your scout team quarterback like also Kyle Trask is like Kyle Trash did not have a good game no. and that was my first time like watching him this year yeah my guy well, maybe I just haven't been paying attention to Florida the last few seasons but I kind of feel like he came out of nowhere this year 
I don't yeah. remember well, him. Well, I don't know, too, because I also do not pay attention. Well, I know they... And granted, he had wide receivers out, but... Yeah. Like, his backup quarterback came in, and... Yeah. The little chances that he got were not terrible, well, and then Kyle Trask like, just... I know that they had a quarterback for a while who had been committed to LSU and then went to Florida, and then it was this whole, like, drama who was going to start... But I can't remember that guy's name. It was something semi-French sounding, which is shocking for a Louisiana kid, I know. Hmm. That'll be something to look up after yeah. this. Anyway. I uh, I also was... <laughs> the Oklahoma... No, the Tulsa and Mississippi State fight. Yeah. I think that the <laughs> the responses by the two different coaches was like of course uh, it, they are who we thought they were like philip montgomery was classy about yeah. it and jeff leach was jeff leach about it especially since but his name is mike game. mike wow you know what there was a jeff leach at baylor do you remember that i think he's like a congress a texas state I... congress man oh now. wait what just happened my headphones switched over to not connecting, so that was fun. Anyway, yeah. This is where Todd Padgett would go on a rant about technology and how it never works when you need it to. Mm, they love you. Basically, the TLDR is, I, I hate I, Mike Leach, yeah. and I think he's slimy. But I don't understand why people like him. I guess now we just prize being... I think it's in, because an asshole and he, an unapologetic asshole. He candidly speaks his mind and doesn't care who it offends. And for some reason, people have decided that that is a positive trait. Value, yes. And um, well, and you know, yeah. Look no further than. Yeah. Um, anyway, certain people in power, it just yeah. blows my mind, but it's a choice. It's a choice. Sure is. We're not here to judge choices. It's a, you know, we, we are a little bit, but though, I think the thing that pisses me off is that it's only okay because he's a white guy. If it was anyone else well yes it would not be acceptable so i i think it's also okay because he's saying what a lot of people think and know that they can't say because it's not politically correct incredibly not okay yeah. right again he is you know like the president. Mike Leach for president. There we go. I mean, that's our we future. have Tommy Tuberville Tommy as Tuberville a senator. So. A senator. <laughs> and we were... Any, anyone, anything is possible. We were talking about this this week that, like, who was the first um, celebrity as politician? And was, like, was it Sonny Bono? It was Reagan, or, right? Or was it Sonny Bono? Like, he was 
a congressman. Reagan was before Bono, wasn't he? I, I don't know. Because in my head, Bono's been dead for like 40 years, which is impossible because I'm not 40. And I remember him dying. No, because it was in our childhood when he died. Yeah. Right. But it was definitely sometime in the 90s, right? It has to be Reagan. Yeah, Yeah, probably. it's got to be Reagan, though. Like, he was the movie star. Yeah. Or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. We digress. We do. This is a politics podcast now, so. <laughs> Football season's over. Uh, coaching changes. Some things happened. This week. Starting with Baylor back in December, like, letting abruptly, I felt, cutting ties with Fedora and Munoz. I feel like... And then several other, like, personnel. Yeah. I, I don't, like, I don't know if I felt I mean, like it was actually abruptly. Or if it was just like, well, I didn't expect both of you to go. Um, I, I think it was abrupt in the sense that, like, I just woke up on a day and then suddenly our two offensive guys are gone. I kind of appreciate it, though. Like, no, I appreciate the whole, like, shit or get off the pot mentality. There were no rumblings. Yeah. Right, right. And, like, there was no, like, we're hearing that big changes are going to be made. Yeah. The word on Bourbon there were Street a bunch is. Of people saying big changes. <laughs> Matt Rule will be our coach in 2021. I mean, he was very briefly. Very briefly for that Sugar Bowl game. I guess that was 2020, not 2021. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we spent, I guess, all of Christmas break, really, without knowing who would be the offensive coordinator. Yeah. And Mac Rhodes runs him a tight ship. I love it. Where there are no freaking leaks. I love it too. And I love that like. Like loose lips sink ships. There will be a couple of. There will be a couple of like names put out there. And everyone will start thinking they're the leading candidates. And then bam. A Monday morning comes along. And. I kind of like. I I want Mac to come on and talk to us. But more in like a. What's your favorite wine Mac? Do you have a favorite restaurant in Waco? We don't even want to talk to you. Yeah like. Let's see the searches. the man behind the the steel curtain because it's such a locked down secret which process. Which character with which do you most identify Ooh. and why? Which Disney prince are you? Which character from the West Wing are you? Da 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 da. da. Which Red Rising character are you? I'd like him to just do a bunch of those personalities. I do too. What's your Enneagram? Are you asking? No, him? I'm asking him. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, I don't even know. Oh, I have guesses on you, but I'd have to make you take some tests. Yeah. I feel like mine changes. Yeah. I don't know. I have a predominant one and then the underlying ones. Yeah. Anyway. Is that like the wings? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> boring <laughs> well i mean i don't know this is like valuable insight into our psyches True. but um so cumby from tcu is going to tech yes to be the offensive coordinator yeah has cliff kingsbury been fired yet from arizona is he going to be fired i don't think so i mean i think this is only his second season I know, and people and they are were like, like, I mean, if they had won yesterday, they would have been in the playoffs. 
Okay. So plus 2020 is made up and meaningless. It says Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals are still evaluating, evaluating a lot of things following the end of the season. I need him to not be fired because I still need to be friends with him so I can go to his awesome house. Yeah. It's not very far from my house. I it's just, like 10 minutes from here. I'm just going to show up. He just keeps like failing up. Up. It's wild. Yeah. He's like Lane Kiffin, really. I was So I was reading a Lane Kiffin article recently and it described him as a quiet schemer. And... I felt like that is such a good description of how I picture him. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. quiet, a little bit he, sneaky. He, he seems devious. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, but also, I'm not sure. Well, I would say quiet unless he's, like, out on the party. By quiet, I, I mean, like, his shirt off. quiet as in real G's move in silence. Yeah. That sort of quiet. As the great philosopher once yes. said. Yeah. yeah. I still remember where I was when I, like, got that line. It's so good. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. Mind blown. Anyway. According to Dex, he's the best rapper around. Did you see Tyrese's video today? <laughs> Haven't watched it. I saw that you sent me something. <laughs> Haven't watched it. It's it's move, Mitch. Get out the way. Instead of B I T C H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I get it. It throws me off because he's not ludicrous. Right. Okay. I know. I'm gonna have to go watch this. It's fun. Anyway. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Texas? I, we're we're happy that Jeff Grimes is coming to we Waco. Are. He seems like a very good cultural fit. He does. We're very happy and it's not Elon Musk's Grimes that's coming to Waco. Today I learned she exists. I don't, I couldn't so. tell you a single song by her. I know that she sings, allegedly, she might lip sync like Millie Vanilli. I don't know. She, I just, I can't. Who's the one the name. with the like highlighter colored hair? I don't know. There's a singer with highlighter colored hair, Billy Eilish. I picture Grimes yeah. as like if you mix Billy Eilish and Lord and Jack White together into one person. Oh, but I don't actually know that it. that's what she's like. That's just what my brain thinks. So, anyway. Now that I know she exists. Maybe I will go down a rabbit hole. I don't speak. Oh, today I have, this is completely off topic, but what else are we here for? Today I have binge listened to um, the Wondery podcast, Do No Harm, about the PCS, child or CPS, Child Protective Services, uh, like, stuff in Texas like with parents who have had their kids taken away like who I mean it has been oh my gosh it's been a lot it's been some uh, light and enjoyable listening today that and reading Nickel Boys about 
kids getting abused in a reform school Dude. in Georgia in the mid 1900s. You so. are just you do your version of what I do to myself, where I the entire drive back on Saturday listened to a series of podcasts about what will happen in the U.S. when we finally have uh, the big one on the San Andreas Fault. Oh, gosh. So. I would actually like to listen to that. So. It was really well done. I'll send you the link. So. Yeah, send me It that. was an NPR anyway, one. Anyway, back to coaching changes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me that. Um, back to coaching changes. Uh, just some quick highlights about Grimes. He and Aranda worked together at LSU. Yes. 2016-2017. And he was a Broyles Award finalist for, like, one of the best coaches of the yep. year. And I think they had the third best offense? It was either second or third. I can't remember. Which, you know, Which? I mean, Baylor's was close to that, being, like, in the hundreds or something. I don't know. Wait, in 2020? Nowhere to go but up from yes. here. Yeah. Yeah. In his three years at BYU, the offenses went from mid-level nationally to exploding to top five in 2020. So, yeah, that's good. But I think that what we all want to talk about is Texas. So do you remember when I was making fun of the Texas fans who were, like, parsing Cristel Conte's statement? Yes. And comparing them to Carrie from Homeland. I mean, people were schizophrenic. Were basically doing like daily oral language where they were like drawing diagrams off of the sentences and doing the subject. And I have flushed yeah. all of that because honestly, that sucked. But I thought they were crazy, but they weren't. They they weren't. They. It makes me think of the episode of Thirty Rock where Jack is reading this article in some yachting magazine and he's like this means that so and so is announcing his retirement. It's like what? How you got that from that? <laughs> How do you know this? Yes. That and he's right. And that is what these Texas fans were doing, but they were right. Freaking right. I was just thinking surely. Surely. An athletic director would not come out and make such a bold statement, which basically told recruits, this guy is going to be your coach if you sign with us early on National Early Signing Day. Surely he has stronger morals than the ones that would allow him to bait and switch a bunch of kids into signing with Texas and then two weeks later fire the coach. Because it's not even like Matt Rule last year, you know, recruiting a bunch of guys and signing yeah. them and then leaving for the NFL. Like, Mac Rhodes had nothing to do with that. And Mac Rhodes wasn't telling recruits, no. you know, we're going to keep him and then fire him. So it's, I have a couple thoughts on this because first off, I feel like, and, I, and I've talked with a couple friends about this this week, but like college football is shady and coaching general. carousel at this time of year is shady as hell like it it's one of the things i hate most about this sport and and it's a sport that i love but it always just makes me be like oh that's so slimy um 
but also and I I can't remember if it was um our good friend Peter Pope or Nick Oso who pointed this out but they were like you know um people who are signing with Texas are signing with the brand not the coach which is an excellent point I still feel bad like if I were a parent of someone who had signed I would be pissed as hell but I would still be like yes I would still be like my kid is getting a full ride education at a excellent university as much as I hate to admit that and and it's gonna play football at a at a great program so well and I I tweeted Michael Williams the the kid who was at Fort Worth All Saints and graduated in 2016 and went to Stanford and all that he tweeted like kids you gotta commit to a school not a coach because that coach can up and leave at any point absolutely and you don't have that luxury and it's 100% true and kids absolutely should be committing to a school now there are some coaches who run a program or who run a system who have like been fully engaged in the recruitment of a kid and have said to the kid this is how we're going to use you blah 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 and I can get why like like Jarrett Stidham when he left after Bryles yep. left like I I get yep. that um that was his quarterback guru who he came to play football for I think you should my and you should be able to have a reasonable expectation that the coach who recruited you and you signed with will be there for at least one year. Right. You should be able to have that. Now, if I were a parent, would I be mad at the bait and switch? Yes, I would be irate. If I were a parent and Texas came out and said everyone who signed has a full release and can go sign anywhere else right now, I would tell my kid, You're gonna stay at freaking Texas. I would too. Yeah. And you're going to get that education. Like, unless you are a top three NFL pick, yeah. prospect, yeah. talent, whatever, one injury, and that whole football career can be done. So you go to the best school that you can. Absolutely. And you do not count on football. Because yeah. football will not count on you. Nope. Football will not think twice about rep- Placing you on the field, yep. recruiting someone beneath you who will take your spot. Like of of my friends Sucks, who but it's who shady. played college football on scholarships, none of them went beyond college. Some of them right. didn't start for any of college, but all of them got college degrees and no student loans. And some of them got master's degrees paid for by working their, I mean, they work their butts off and, and now have the ability to not have student loans, which I think a huge portion of our generation don't. In this day and age, yep. And opportunities and networking and things they wouldn't have had. So- if my kids, who are massive, have the opportunity to play college ball, I will tell them, go to the best damn school you get an offer from. 
Yeah. Or you can go where mom gets tuition remission if I get a teaching job. <laughs> so. But I also still just want to, I still want to rage against the BS of that oh, movie yeah. by Crystal Conte. So slimy. That's some malevolent crap right there. Yeah. I mean, he, he might be the one moving in silence like lasagna. He might be. I just... Because that shocked me. That was Saturday. And then within a couple of hours... Yeah. They had their next coach announced. I mean, announced. I pretty much saw the two Urban the Meyer. two rumors at the same time. Yeah. But it wasn't... Conf- so anyway, we welcomed Austin new head coach Urban Meyer, right? Uh... It's got to be Urban Meyer. Is it Nick Saban? No. Is it... <laughs> Who is it, Etta? It is Steve Sarkeesian. Sarke- I just always call him Sark because I'm not quite sure how to pronounce mm-hmm. it properly. And I mm-hmm. hate when people say my name wrong. So I just go with the nickname. Um, yeah. Our, our good friend, what's his, he... What's his pedigree here? Was at Washington at some point, And then he was at USC at some point, And then he's been at... Alabama as the offensive coordinator but not for that long because that was a role that our other favorite slimy guy filled before he went to Florida Atlantic oh yeah Lane. yeah I think he's my top slimy person we should uh, do a mine is definitely Tom Herman we could do a slimy yeah. ranking sometime I think mine's Tom Herman. There's a, I mean, there's a good amount of slime in college football. So, have well, okay, have you heard? Before we dive into Sark, have you heard the rumor that is going around about for about why jewelry? Texas had yes, I have, but I think that we they shouldn't let him go because they have a morality clause. I feel like we shouldn't lend credence to such things but i have heard i'm not gonna name names and i'm not gonna uh but like the idea that texas one i would be shocked like i don't think there's a morality one i don't think morality clauses should be legal right to i don't know it's it's complicated like in the u.s air force it is against the ucmj to have an affair, which is a good thing morality-wise, but I also just feel like it shouldn't be enforceable legally. Not somebody else's business. Right. Yeah. Like, marriage um, is messy. But also, like, there were rumors of There were rumors infidelity. of that before he arrived at Texas. Right. So, so this one especially gets no real creepiness right. from me. Well, and I'm like... If and that also, if Texas that's what you're wouldn't... gonna fire him for, that was already a rumor before he arrived. Maybe you shouldn't right. have hired him. I also saw someone speculating that Herman wanted out, and I'm like, no. If Herman wanted out, he wouldn't get that sweet sweet buyout money, which would be dumb. I mean, and he's Mensa, so super genius. We know that's not the answer. It is weird that, like, he freaking took them to the Colorado, to the bowl game. They whooped up on Colorado. Yeah. It's just so and weird. And then they fire him. And um, 
It's just so calculated. It's two days into 2021, and they said he will be our coach going into 20. I just into the 2021 season or whatever. Personally, feel like nobody should be fired after this season. This season means nothing. Well, that too. I mean, if you are a coordinator and you couldn't bring what it has, but what you needed to, to the table, that's one thing. But to fire a head coach after 2020, well, y'all, we were, if we all survived the year, not alcoholics, but I feel like we could deserve a gold star. So. Right. Anyway. (sighs) Money, 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 money. Um. So, Sark. Yeah. Do you think that this hire was met with the same fanfare by the Longhorn faithful that other names would have garnered? Or do you think it was a little bit meh? I think underwhelmed. that... A good portion of the Longhorn fan base are enough of t-shirt fans that they went, who's he? And had to go Google him. Yeah. Which I actually think is good. Um, As slimy as I think Crystal Connie has been in all of this, I think this could be like a sleeper good choice. Maybe. I'm seeing some people say that. My whole thing is that the culture within Texas and the Texas fan base is not going to change. And as meh and underwhelmed as a lot of people were initially, they have whipped themselves up into a frenzy of optimism in like the 48 hours since. Yeah. And... (laughs) There is actually a poll on Surly Horns right now that asks, how long will be Sark, will Sark be the head football coach at Texas? And there are like f- f- six different options. One is like two seasons or less, three seasons, four seasons, five to seven seasons with a Big 12 championship, at least one in the timeline, eight to ten seasons, 11 seasons. He's the new DKR. The overwhelming majority of the votes are for five to seven seasons, eight to ten, eleven plus seasons. And I'm just like, do you... <sighs> Okay. Like, you've gone through a decade of irrelevance, and you have run off every coach... <laughs> because they don't live up to your unreasonable expectations right from the get-go so but i mean sir sark has just come from the nick saban school for coaches who can't coach and want to learn to do other things good too so maybe he's reformed now but can he reform an entire fan base and I think that's one improbable, two um, exceedingly unlikely considering the 
recency with which Texas, in their own minds, have been great. Um, for comparison, another school that we have criticized in the past for having a culture problem seems to be on the cusp of extending their somewhat mediocre head coach. So maybe they're learning from their mistakes. Wait, who? Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we have talked in the that's past was... about, is it the coach or is it the school that's the problem? And yeah. I haven't seen anything today because I've been busy and haven't had a chance to look. But yesterday, they were there were reports out saying... Oh, yes. I told Todd this yeah, and he was Saying like, that stunned. they are working to extend Harbaugh through 2026. 2026. Yep. So, but... But the ball's in his court. Maybe, maybe they realize their mistake. Maybe they realize yeah. the problem is us, not him. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I, feel I mean, like it's I just a, think one of those that... proof is in the pudding type things. Yeah. And like, I, I do think that he has been impressive as an offensive coordinator, but yeah. he has a fairly lackluster resume as head coach. So, like, for Texas yeah. to go out on that limb and promote him to head coach of one of the biggest problems in the country. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say. It's either you know, genius or Ed, going to end in a Ed Orger, Ed, Ed Orgeron had a very lackluster head coaching resume prior to LSU. Yeah. But, and and by his own uh, admission those failures were um, transformative for him so maybe maybe these failures have been transformative for uh, Sark who knows yeah. only time will tell yeah have you seen any sort of joking inappropriately about past failures of Coach Sarkeesian? So, I have seen two camps of people. One camp is saying, oh, sure, put him next to 6th Street and make him the head of the one of the big programs, an incredibly stressful job. This is going to end well for everyone. And I think that there's... Like it, it, people who are doing that in a cruel, like, jokey manner, like they're waiting for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's just unkind and cruel. Yeah. The people who are saying that in like legitimate concern, like, hey, is this a good idea? Yeah. I'm, I'm with those people. And then the people, and there have been, I feel like, an overwhelming number of people who have said, don't joke about alcoholism. Yeah. Like, that's an illness, and that's a demon. Yeah. It, so I... I'm going to have to find other things to joke I, about. He looks like Putin to me. I can see that. Um, I keep being reminded of this Mitch Hedberg skit where he says... 
alcoholism is the only disease that you can be mad at someone for having. And then he says, uh, damn it, Otto, you have all, you're an alcoholic. Or, damn it, Otto, you have lupus. Like, right. alcoholism and, and a, addiction of any kind is a disease. It is a situation in which someone has bonded more closely to that item, whether it's a behavior or a um, substance or uh, food or, um, honestly, technology nowadays. They have bonded more closely to that than to the other people in their lives or um, the reality of everyday life. And and it's a problem. And it's not something that we should make fun of. It's something that we should acknowledge. This is a real thing and people struggle with it. And that's okay. It's okay to struggle. What's not okay is to belittle people who are working on progress. So... I think that one of the good things that have happened has happened in recent years is that like we as a society have become more willing to talk about hard things or talk about like yeah. formerly taboo subjects. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And I think that I think that that has led to better attitudes about addiction about mental health and because I, I just think that in the past it has been so hard for people who might have like all of the willpower in the world to just say well why don't they just stop yeah. but the more people talk about it the more these people realize like oh hey someone I love is struggling with this yes. and then you begin to care and I think it sucks that for some people like empathy in and of itself is impossible you, you like you can't just consider it you need to actually know someone who is suffering right. but you know the fact that people are coming around to that at all is progress yeah. and I think that it's I mean it's not something that I plan to shut up about frankly I mean I don't shut up about a lot I will not let something go if if it's something that I'm passionate about but um, mental health and being okay with saying I'm not okay is yep. so important. I, when I was in high school, my teacher who taught our psychology class, um, his wife was a nurse in the psych ward at our local hospital and his daughter taught com like community college level courses at our local prison and he told us there are very few things I can guarantee you in life but I guarantee you that at some point in your life if not your whole life you will benefit from talking to a therapist and that's okay oh, gosh, and that's yeah. good and uh, like at the time I was like oh he's crazy like I don't he was so right. Literally everyone can benefit from therapy. Oh, gosh, yes. So, anyway, welcome to Amy and Etta's Mental Health Hour. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, and I just, like, I hope that um, his stint out of the head coaching role has provided yes. uh, Sark with the resources and with the tools that he yeah. needs to, you know, be able to manage his disease. Yeah. And I hope that Texas will be a supportive environment. And, and as much... Um, it will probably be beneficial for a lot of kids... At yeah. Texas and within that culture to have an adult who can speak about his own yeah, struggles. So. Absolutely. And and I as much as it pains me as an LSU fan to admit it, I think Nick Saban is a great mentor. Like Probably. I I we we like to joke in my family that he doesn't know how to smile. If he did smile, his face would crack. But seeing videos of him where he doesn't realize that he's on camera and him interacting with his his players who he's mentoring and his his assistant coaches he is a totally different person than he is on camera yeah so hopefully this has been you know a good decade of progress um Personally, I, know. I don't and like to see him now? see success at Texas. I'd like him to see mediocrity. I know. But in a sustained period so that um, we can beat them. I know. And that's what I'm just kind of realizing. Like, uh, I don't really want to. Well, I'm never. I'm never rooting for. It was easy to root for Tom oh, yeah. failure because he's just Ugh. such a butthead. And I'm. Hopefully, I'm. I won't be doing unless Sark. I mean, I don't really know anything personally about Sark yeah. or his personality. Maybe he's a butthead too, who just happens to have this disease. Yeah. But um, if he's not, I can't find. I'm I was trying to have find it earlier, but I I read a, a quote from him yesterday where he was talking about like coming into Texas and what that means for him and what what his approach is going to be. And I was like, damn it, I like that. That's a good approach, but now I can't find it. Of course, I should have emailed mm. it to myself or something. But like, I don't want to like it, but I did. Mm. I know. Yeah, that makes me angry. Dang it, Texas! I did. I meant to look for this, and I didn't yet. Is there a fire Sarkeesian thread yet on Surly Horns? Um, you know, they're actually might be and of course it's just tongue-in-cheek right now but if he mm. comes out and loses an embarrassing game right away they will be good lord gathering with their pitchforks um sam ellinger though is going to the draft so. oh i hadn't seen that i mean did he say that did i dream this i don't know i oh i know he's i had gone. some i yeah, had some no, pretty crazy dreams that you and i were on vacation last night and i got a really bad sunburn oh i wish so yeah, I know. Vacation. Mm. Wow. Huh. What's that? Um, Sam did say that he has decided to forego his extra year of eligibility and enter the NFL draft. So That's probably good for him because the drama of an upcoming quarterback battle between him and cannot remember this player's name. Casey yes. Thompson and yes Texas fans are very very yes. happy about that which again he kind of goes out the same way that Charlie Brewer does like and it sucks because they both played their hearts out they but sure did got no one to walk yeah. away and I think looking back at, without the frustration of everything of 2020 
clouding our judgment. We, as a Baylor fan base, should be more appreciative of Charlie than I think a lot of people were this year. Yep. So. Oh, for sure. I hope he has Um, a ton of success at Utah. Yeah, and you know what I, I realized? We kind of just made a big state of Utah trade. We sent them different school, but we sent them Charlie Brewer, and they're sending us Jeff that Grimes. True. I, Ain't life perfect like that. I can't that. remember. I know there's this whole dichotomy of Utah, and I can't remember if it's Utah or Utah State that tends to be the non-Mormon school. I feel like it's Utah State. But I, which one is Utah State? Charlie's going Char- to Utah. Charlie's right? going to Utah. Utah State's colors are blue and white. I think it's isn't that Brigham Young? Brigham Young is also blue and white. There are three colleges. There are, but Brigham Young is private. Yeah, Utah State Aggies, yes. and then the Utah Cougars. Yes. And then the Brigham Young Mormon <laughs> Cougars are they aren't they Cougars, Cougars too? No, I don't know. Good Ooh. lord, Utah. Mm, I don't know. They are They're Cougars. Both Cougars. Is Utah a Cougar? Oh shoot! I should have googled more than just Utah. <laughs> Utes. They're the, the Utes. Utes. Oh, that's not going to last long. You should not have a Native American. You should not have a people group be be your mascot. But the Utah, maybe they can be the Mormons, although presumably less Mormony than the. They do have a beehive on their thingy, my bobber seal. I know that. I've, I I knew about the Utes and I knew about Utah being the Beehive State because of crossword puzzles. So shout out, yeah, shout out to crossword puzzles in twenty twenty one, the year of alert. Before we close tonight, resolutions for twenty twenty one. Do you have any? No, not a one. Just survive. Survive. Um, healthy, happy. Maybe work out more. That's probably a good idea. Hopefully I can go on a vacation yeah. at some point. I'm, I am act, actively trying to protect my work-life balance. So that's a good I, call. I had an experience over Christmas break where I am the moderator of a global newsletter for Volcano Science. Which, okay. I mean, realistically takes me like 40 minutes a week. So it's not bad at all. But I had an experience okay. over Christmas break where someone was mad at me for not getting back to them within a what they considered a timely manner over the week that included two weekends and Christmas. And... I had to like dial back my indignation at their frustration with me 
And then also think to myself, you know what? I'm free labor. I am providing a service to you, which you don't pay for at all. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you make me feel bad about this. So you got it. You got it shake yeah. those haters so off my my goal for 2020 is to protect my work-life balance and not feel bad about about it yeah i think that's a very good so. goal what about you i support you in that goal um read yes i fell off my wagon i would like to read some and... things that are not papers this year like more than seven books right right i uh yeah I just like I it's such a better use of my time than like doom scrolling the internet so I want to read more and then I want to do at least 10,000 minutes on the peloton but hopefully do more than that I noticed that you are wearing a peloton shirt tonight oh yes my sweatshirt I love it that I got a few weeks ago I I wear it every day I'm free advertising for them at this point and apparently you have forgotten home field well, I have, I do not have my home field shirt on underneath this, but I was wearing one earlier today. That's okay. So, sorry, there's laundry yeah. to be done. Um, I think we're done. I think so today. too. Oh, Shooty Hoops. Oh, yeah, yeah, Shooty yeah. Hoops is continuing to do well. So, this may be a basketball podcast from we now are. on. I don't know what we're going to do. If we're going to do like a weekly thing or maybe once. We'll I don't figure know. it out. We need our therapy. We do. So, even if y'all don't listen. Even if y'all don't listen, we'll be here. I mean, so, we're still going to be watching Baylor sports, so we That's might true. as well talk about it. And ranting about crap. Yep. So, and uh, hopefully celebrating a Big 12, two Big 12 championships. That would be f- for the ladies fantastic. and the men. We could get behind that. So, until next time. Peace, y'all. Adios. Peace sign. Be kind. Rewind.